This is the Ordinary Christian Podcast, a podcast dedicated to real people like you seeking to live out your Christian faith in the ordinary aspects of everyday life. My name is Craig Thompson, and I'm your host for this podcast. I'm a husband, father, pastor, and writer. I hope that this podcast will help you to use the margins of your everyday life to live more intentionally for Jesus. Hello and welcome to episode 51 of the Ordinary Christian Podcast. How do you feel about paying taxes? How do you feel about paying taxes that you don't owe? There's this interesting confrontation in the Gospel of Matthew between Peter and the tax collectors and uh, regarding the temple tax. In Matthew 17, 24, Peter's asked whether or not Jesus pays the temple tax. Peter, of course, is always willing to speak without thinking, replies, absolutely. But he's then engaged by Jesus in a conversation about taxes and family relationships. The gist of Jesus' discussion with Peter is that the sons of kings do not owe taxes. Thus, as the Son of God, Jesus does not owe the temple tax. Now, we're going to see in just a minute that there's some real practical applications to your everyday life. Before we get there, just a reminder for you that as Jesus is speaking with Peter about these taxes, Jesus is going to send Peter to collect taxes not only for himself, but taxes for Peter. Jesus doesn't owe this tax, but here we have a picture of exactly what Jesus does for us on Calvary's cross. Jesus pays the debt that we could never pay and that he didn't owe so that we might be set free from our sin. So I don't want to miss that most important truth from this passage of Scripture that here we've got a reference that goes all the way back to a tax in the book of Exodus. And there in the book of Exodus, that tax has to do with the people being um, the census tax that God commands the people to give to provide uh, atonement and ransom, that they would be delivered from those, uh, those sins that hold them captive and that they would be atoned to God. Jesus, of course, delivers us from our sin. But then in his death on the cross, he also creates atonement so that we can be made right with him. So we get a picture of that in this passage of Scripture. But in addition to that incredible, valuable theological truth, we also get a very practical lesson about paying taxes that we don't owe. In Matthew 17, 27, Jesus says to Peter, after he's made it very clear that he doesn't owe this tax, he says this, However, not to give offense to them, go to the sea and cast a hook and take the first fish that comes up. And when it opens its mouth, you will find a shekel. Take that and give it to them for me and for yourself. Now, the tax was was literally the half shekel tax. And so what is provided in this fish's mouth miraculously from the Lord is exactly the amount that's needed to provide for both Jesus and Peter's taxes to make sure that they've proven themselves to be good Jewish citizens supporting uh, the ongoing work of the temple there in Jerusalem. Now, this account recorded by Matthew is 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 very important um, principle for me, not just because of the, the deep uh, theological aspect as it relates to atonement, as it relates to my salvation. It's become very important for me because sometimes, so as to not give offense, I've found it necessary to pay the tax that I don't owe. Now, paying the tax that I don't owe or paying the tax that you don't owe often means choosing to be the offended party if by making that choice it advances the gospel or it helps to maintain to maintain unity within a church. 
Paying the tax may mean apologizing even when you do not feel that you were wrong or maybe when you don't feel that you were the only one wrong. Sometimes in ministry, paying the tax may mean keeping our mouths shut when we could share information that would make us look better. I had a pastor years ago, one of my pastoral mentors, and he said, Craig, one of the hardest things in ministry is going to be you're going to almost always know the whole story. And oftentimes you're going to be held accountable for things And when you could share the rest of it and you could be exonerated, but you're not going to be able to share it because it's going to be shared with you in confidence. Uh, sometimes paying the tax means just keeping our mouth shut. Now listen, this doesn't mean that we should always be the victim. doesn't mean that whether you're a pastor or, or a church member, it doesn't mean you should always be the victim. In fact, apologizing for something that you did not do is, is dishonest. It may have a detrimental effect on your ministry, for instance, or, or on your job. But apologizing to someone who is offended by your words, regardless of how ridiculous their offense may have been, does not hurt you, and it may actually strengthen your, your ministry, may strengthen your interpersonal relationships, may strengthen your, your position on your job. I mentioned this in a sermon just a few weeks ago, and I uh, referenced back to a, a situation I had many years ago with a lady who was very offended. I, um, I didn't offend her on purpose. As a matter of fact, I, in retrospect, I, I didn't do anything wrong. I actually paid her a compliment. But when I paid her a compliment, I used a word that she did not know. And I didn't mean to, to do that. But when I used a word that she didn't know, she felt intimidated. And when she felt intimidated, she got on the defensive. And she went home and she looked up that word and, and she found a, a list of definitions. And she found the only definition in that list of definitions that could be perceived as, as an insult or a, or a slight against her. And she internalized that. Um, she assumed that what I had said to her was intentionally hurtful. And she made it, made it well known that I had tried to hurt her. Um, I didn't do anything wrong, but I, I, I apologized profusely. I apologized to her. I apologized to her husband um, because I, I wasn't wrong in what I had said. But you know what? It didn't hurt me uh, to, to, to go to her and try to make amends right. Um, when we look at Jesus in this situation with the tax collectors, Jesus could have made a really big deal about the fact that he didn't know the temple tax. He could have pointed out the fact that he was fixing to pay a tax that none of them could even dream of paying. He's going to pay the debt for their sin. Um, or Jesus could just pay the money. Often, as pastors, we're faced with situations where we've got to decide whether it's most important to win a battle or to win a war. Oftentimes, in a, in a relationship you're going to be faced with a situation where you got to decide whether it's most important to win a battle or win a war. Sometimes you can win a fight and still lose. Paying the tax you do not owe may mean you lose a battle. But if you keep focused on your ultimate goals and, and win the war, the war of a healthy marriage, the war of a godly family, the, the, the war of, of strong relationships, the war of unity within your church, if you win that, then the cost of a lost battle will have been well worth it. You know, we, we've all messed up. I told you I, I offended a lady once because uh, I, I used a word she didn't know. Um, when I was young in ministry, uh, I preached, and, and in the middle of that sermon, I, I just made reference. I said, I screwed up. Now, I've never thought of that term as having a crass connotation, but in the mind of this person, that word had a sexual connotation. Now, I, I could have worked through the etymology of the word and presented her with a three-page paper on why I was justified in using that word during a sermon, or I could have just apologized and worked to not use that word again. To this day, I, I don't think I was wrong for using that word, 
Um, but I also don't think that I would have been right to have vehemently defended my position. Uh, so I wasn't wrong, I don't think, for using it. I can tell you this, I've, I've, I don't think I've, I've ever used it again in a sermon uh, because I don't want to offend somebody unnecessarily or needlessly. So as it related to that lady, again, I apologized. And I struck that word from my preaching vocabulary. I was willing to pay a tax that, that I didn't owe. Are you willing to pay a tax you don't owe? Are you, are you willing to be wrong if your wrong or your offense results in advancing the cause of Christ or advancing your family or advancing your relationships? Would you be willing to be wrong to advance your career? Unfortunately, I've known some folks that were so wedded to their pride that they would lose a job rather than be wrong or rather than feel slighted. We need to be willing to pay the tax we don't owe. Why? Because when we're willing to sacrifice that little bit, and we can we can push the ball on down the field, and we can make significant strides in the, the goals and the agendas that we have. Um, Jesus said to Peter to not give offense to them, go cast a hook, take the first fish that comes up, and when it opens its mouth, you're going to find a shekel. Take that and give it to them for me and yourself. Let's, let's work diligently as followers of Christ to have a, a significant part of our vocabulary to simply be, I'm going to do that because I just don't want to be offensive. The gospel of Jesus Christ, the Christian life lived faithfully for Christ, carries with it enough offense all on its own without us being jerks. Let's work diligently to not be obnoxious as followers of Jesus. Let's be faithfully committed to Christ. Let's be willing to be um, to be wrong if Jesus gets to be right, and let's be willing to pay a tax even when we don't owe it if it serves to further the kingdom of God and to allow us to be better witnesses for Christ. Thank you again for tuning in. Uh, I look forward uh, in the next weeks. We're going to be returning to having some guests on the podcast. I look forward to having those folks with you and with us as we continue to work diligently together to uh, figure out how it is that we can best live out this ordinary Christian life, make a difference in the very ordinary places that God has placed us. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Ordinary Christian Podcast. I hope that you will use the information in this podcast to encourage you to love Jesus in the ordinary aspects of your daily life. Jesus surrounded himself with very ordinary people who made a difference in the world because of their Savior. You can make a difference too. If you would like to read more of my writings or find other podcasts, you can find information about me on my website at www.craigthompson.org. For information about Malvern Hill Baptist Church and sermons from our church, you can go to our website at www.malvernhill.org. Until next time, use the ordinary margins of your life to make an extraordinary difference in the world around you.